Hello, loyal people of Earth and of Facebook. Happy birthday today to Jeff Daphner, Full House and Fuller House star Candace Cameron Burr, actor Paul Rudd, soccer player Julie Ertz, movie actor Billy D. Williams, the late country singer Meryl Haggard, dancer, dancer Casper Spart, and TV actor Michael Rucker. Today marks the debut date for 2018's The Miracle Season, Blockers in a Quiet Place, 1990's Crybaby, 2001's Along Came a Spider and Blow, the Silicon TV, the Silicon Valley TV show, American Reunion, and the Barney and Friends TV show. Unfortunately, I have some not so great news and some better news as well before I get into this week's flashback fun. TheRap.com reported this morning that 54-year-old British actor Paul Ritter, best known to United States visitor viewers as nuclear engineer Anatoly Dietloff on HBO's miniseries Chernobyl, passed away from a brain tumor. His other roles included the wizard Eldred Warple in, in Harry Potter and the Half-Lip Prince, a villain in 2008's Daniel Craig-led Quantum of Solace, the British sitcom Friday Night Dinner, as well as productions of All My Sons, Quorum Boy, Art, and The West Ends, The Audience. The Hollywood Reporter announced today that Mark Elliott, the famous voice of Disney movie trailers, home video titles, and television promos from the mid-1970s to the early 2000s, has passed. The 81-year-old died Saturday after suffering two heart attacks. The world also lost 98-year-old TV actress Gloria Henry, who played Alice Mitchell, Dennis's mom, on the 1960s sitcom Dennis the Menace this weekend. She passed on April 4th, just two days after her 90th birthday. 98th birthday. So sad. They will not be forgotten. But life does go on. Just like Billy Lord, Mandy Moore, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, Cam Diaz and Benji Madden, and countless, countless others, Hen actor Henry Golding, whose breakout rail came in 2018's Crazy Rich Asians, and his life, wife, Liv Lowe Golding are now members of the first-time celebrity parents' clubs. The online reported today that Liv gave birth on March 31st. But other than that, the gender and name of the baby is unknown. Congratulations. Big dynamite-sized news, Jurassic World and Rollercoaster fans. Though the final entry in the Jurassic World trilogy doesn't roar into theaters until June 10th next year. Slashfilm.com reported this afternoon that Universal Studio, Universal Orlando Resort's Jurassic World Velocicoaster, the park's newest roller coaster, will open up on June 10th this year. The site said the ride will open in June as Florida's fastest and tallest launch coaster, sending riders 155 feet in the air with a catapult up speed of 70 mph. The park described the entrance to the immersive interaction, which is designed to feel like it's within Jurassic World itself. Once inside, guests are greeted by Dr. Wu as they learn about the cutting-edge new coaster, which Jurassic World is touting as its newest carnivore expansion. Along the way, they'll hear the screams of fellow riders as they rapidly roar by, 
with Blue, Delta, and Charlie, and Echo right on their heels, and even come face to face with a few hungry velociraptors who are anxiously awaiting being released from their stables as the adrenaline builds and guests approach the low platform. They will hear a few encouraging words from Claire Deering and one final warning from Owen Grady. Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, and B.D. Wong all reprise their roles from the Jurassic World movies in, the lead, in this lead-up to the thrill ride, setting up the story and tying it directly into the movie. Now on to flashback fun. Heath Ledger would have been 42 on Easter Sunday, April 4th. Like current deceased best actor frontrunner Chadwick Boson, Ledger, who passed of an accidental overnose in January 2008, never got to see his biggest hit, The Dark Knight, for which he got multiple posthumous awards for his work, including the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, come to fruition. He was also the very, very, very first celebrity death I did on that I talked about on this show. Now, last week, I mentioned his breakout film, 10 Things I Hate About You. And last summer, I talked about his 2000 film, The Patriot. Today, for flashback film, in his honor, and at the request of Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis, who requested both 10 Things I Hate About You and The Patriot, I will be centering on his 2001 film, A Knight's Tale, and 2005's Brokeback Mountain. The May 11, 2001 adventure comedy, A Knight's Tale, also starring Shane Sossman, Rufus Sewell, Laura Fraser, Paul Bettany, Alan Tudyk, and Mark Addy, brought audiences back to the medieval era. Although one with present-day multiple, with present, multiple present-day illusions. Ledger played peasant squire William Thatcher, who, after his Matthew, master passes, poses as a knight, and competes in fights, acquiring friendships with such big historical features like Edward the Black Prince and Geoffrey Chaucer. While the plot is totally different, the film's name actually comes from Chaucer's The Knight's Tale story from his book The Canterbury Tale. This film made $117.5 million. Did you know that due to all the yelling he did as Williams Harold, Paul Bettany ended up with laryngitis? And Heath Ledger actually knocked out one of director Brian Helligan's front teeth with a broomstick when the two were demonstrating a jousting move. It ended up being many, many, many months before Helligan's mouth had healed properly to repair the damage. And the director actually stated it was the only jousting injury sustained during the film. Two years later, Mark Addy, Ledger, and Shane Sossaman would star together in another Brian Helligan picture, 2003's The Order, which also had Ledger and Sossaman playing love interest, just like in this film. Four years later, Ledger would star in a film that opened the door for great gay romantic stories on the big screen. Ang Lee's 178.1 million grossing film adaption of Annie Proulx's 1997 sto- short story, Brokeback Mountain. Also starring Jake Elon Hule, Michelle Williams, Randy Quaid, and Anne Hathaway, the film depicted the complex, covert, emotional, and sexual relationship between two shepherds in the American West from 1963 
1983. It is regarded as one of the greatest films ever made. After it officially opened here on United States stores on December 9, 2005, it was up for eight Academy Awards. The most known nominations at the 78th Annual Academy Awards. And took home Best Director, Best Original Score, and Best Adapted Screenplay. While controversially losing Best Picture to a little film called Crash. While on the set of this film, Ledger and Williams fell in love and became engaged. Their love produced their only daughter, Matilda Rose Ledger, on October 28, 2005. However, the two, who were both up for Oscars for their roles in the films, ended their relationship in September 2007. Did you know that there was an audible gasp at the Academy Awards from presenter Jack Nicholson when he read out Crash as 2005's best film over this much more favorite film? Nicholson himself admitted to being shocked, as he, like many, had voted for Ang Lee's film. Ledger and Yilin Hule were actually friends before they started making this film. And Yilin Hule actually happens to be Matilda's godfather. Don't forget to tune in to Midday Movie Madness's Facebook page or its podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Midday Movie Madness on 90.7, sometime tomorrow, for this week's exciting at-home edition. Here are some of the headlines on tap. Look, up in the streaming sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Nope, it's just inexperienced novice superheroes Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy to the rescue. Dame Helen Mirren will soon transform into Israeli Prime Minister Golden Meir for a new biopic. Plus, meow, squeak, squeak, bark, bark, tweet, 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 tweet. I take a look back at some animal-centric films for National Pet Day, which happens to be April 11th. All that and much more. So mentally escape to Hollywood tomorrow and forget your woes by checking out tomorrow's at-home midday movie madness on Midday Movie Madness on 90.7's Facebook page. Spotify and Anchor podcast listeners, be sure to check out Midday Movie Madness on 90.7's podcast as well. Time, of course, TBA. Also, be sure to tune in to 90.7 WKKL on your TuneIn radio app or radio dial. Just put 90.7 WKKL FM into the TuneIn search bar. And make sure to share your love for 90.7 WKKL on social media with the hashtag WKKL. See you soon, my loyal listeners and fans. Bye.